Welcome to Laces Out, an NFL podcast that goes over everything football. Here to talk all things football is your host Suhaib. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of this show. Yo, 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 what is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Laces Out, the official podcast of the Pigskin Podcast Network. I am your host, Sohaib, and in today's episode, we have a good one for you guys. You know, it's a pretty special episode. The regular season's over. The playoffs are coming up. You know, I decided why not make it a special episode. For the special episode, I decided to bring a few of my friends, kind of, you know, have a fun, hopefully a less uh, less chaotic episode, you know? So without further ado, we're going to be discussing the playoffs. We're going, to, we're going to basically be making our own bracket playoff predictions. You guys will see how that goes. And then for our second segment, we will be having a Laces Out award ceremony. So you guys will kind of get the hang of it as we go on. Without you know further ado, let's introduce the, the you know guest for today. First off, you know, the common guest and Amin. Amin, welcome back. How are you doing today? What's up? I'm doing good, but not going to lie, these playoff predictions would be a lot better with the Lions in the playoffs, but it's all right. Next, next year, next year, dog. No, that's tough, bro. Y'all missed it. You, you got to deal with it. Oh, we got a Seattle Seahawks fan today, so this is going to be oh, real interesting. Man. This is going to be Hard really man. interesting, but, you know, this isn't a special episode without Mr. Panthers winning the division himself. Uh, Hamster, how are you doing today? Welcome back. Good, good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, bro. You, you know, Panthers are in the playoffs. Who are you gonna like? like no more homer, uh, homer picks. Man, uh, it's unfortunate how this season ended. Um, but yeah, next season keep on. Y'all, y'all ain't doing anything next year. Anyways, Mad, you know, you're you're back once again. Yes, Cincinnati sir. Bengals are kind of on the high right now. The so I think right you're now, on high. Yeah. We're the best team. How are you doing today? Right I'm doing great. Couldn't be better. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. And then a new guest today. We got a Seattle Seahawks fan. Just for you, I mean, you know, why not? Just just for, you know, the sake of it, just for the sake of arguing. Bezzy. Bezzy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So as you guys can see, we got, you know, a ton of different, you know, fandoms. You know, we got Detroit. We got Cincinnati. We got Carolina slash Tennessee. And we got Seattle. So, you know, we got a bit of everything today. Let's just get right into it. You know, I can't I can't wait much longer. Let's get right into our player predictions. The way we're going to do it, we're going to be basically making our bracket. Starting from the wild card round, we're going to be going game by game. We're going to vote. You know, there's five of us, so there's no way we can get, like, the same votes. And then, you know, if people disagree, we'll have debates. Let's just have some fun, guys. You know, just don't, you know, slander each other. And that's all I'm asking. But let's get right into it. Let's start off with the first game, Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 49ers. You know, this was a this is a game that you know many thought the Detroit Lions would probably be a better matchup, but Seattle is in. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean <laughs> Seattle is in. You know they barely snuck in with the help of the Detroit Lions, ironically enough, and they're going up against probably the hottest team in football right now. So this is what we'll do: we'll go. You know, each person will give their picks, and then we'll you know kind of explain the picks afterwards. So I mean, who do you have winning this game? Seattle, San Fran. Come on, man! If it was the Lions, I'm picking the seventh seed, but now. It's obviously San Fran. They're right. just too good right now. Matt, how about you? Who are you picking? 
Uh, I want to correct you. First off, the Bengals are the hottest team in the league, but uh, secondly, right. the Niners are going to smoke them because they are second in line. So, all right, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. All right, Hepsi, how about you? Give me the Niners. All right, nice and <laughs> straight to the point. Bezzy, you know, are you going to kind of break the chain here? I mean, hey, someone has to go with Seattle, right? Someone There's no way. Do it. <laughs> There's no way. It's only right. All right, all right. So. I don't know if this is biased pick or not. You know, you went Seattle. Why? I went well, San. I mean, I'm going San Fran, by the way. But you know, let's hear why you have to I go see, Seattle. Hey, I see why everyone's with San Fran, but I mean, it's kind of hard to beat the same team three times in one year, and I feel like there's always an upset every season. So why not? Why not a division one, right? All right, that's fair. That's a fair point. All right, Plus, I mean, you gotta like consider oh, okay. Pete's experience too. <laughs> I mean, Kyle Shanahan kind of has you know experience hey, yeah. as well. You know, San Fran has kind of been there, done that. You know what? I mean, let's hear from you. You know, why is why is, is he wrong, basically? All right, I got three questions for Bazzi. Okay. Whose offense is better, Niners or Seahawks? Niners. Whose defense? I don't know. Whose Niners, defense is better, sure. Niners hey, or Seahawks? Niners. And whose coaching is better, Niners or Seahawks? Hey, that one's close. No, I mean, I think Niners. he has done a great job this year. He has done a great job, but it's still the Niners. Well, Shannon has done with, with Purdy. It's been putting him in the candidacy for coach of the year. So all those questions are Niners. So I just think it's, it's easy. Yeah, but the, those don't mean much, though. It's a one-game thing. Anything can happen. Plus, I'm hearing the weather's going to be pretty bad tomorrow. I mean, you can't just judge it off those three. And questions. Niners have one of the best run games. They're kind of built for that. So, yeah, but hey, I don't think everything favors the Niners. I, I get it. I would, I would pick my team, too. But you got to understand, <laughs> Niners are they're just different right now. We'll see. Dang. So, like, I mean, came out, you know, I th- he felt like he was ready for that. You know, <laughs> Matt, have so you guys want to add anything? I think Amin's done enough with what he said. Um, I know, this guy I just think... went to work. Yeah, sorry, Bezzy. I swear. I'm yeah, rooting for you guys. I'm rooting for you guys. Hey, bro, what? we have to wait and see. Nah, bro, You're Bezzy, right? honestly, like, I agree with him here. I think y'all have no chance. You know, yeah. San Fran is on a different level right now. As Matt said, you know, they're really? one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Brock Purdy's kind of taking them to another level, surprisingly. Brock Purdy, bro. <laughs> CMC, you know, Panthers legend himself has, you know, played on a completely different level. You know, they're just they're just crazy right now. Bezzy, like, I, I ultimately don't see a shot where Seattle wins this game. No offense. But as you said, I guess we'll see. You know, only time will tell. Anything can happen any given Sunday or in this case, any given Saturday. But – you know, we all pick Niners. I'm sorry, Bezzy, you got overruled. So the Niners move on in our playoff bracket. Now let's move on to the Saturday night game. The Jacksonville Jaguars welcome in the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert is in the playoffs. About time. However, he's missing his, you know, one of his top weapons in Mike Williams. And that's just because Brandon Staley's an idiot. But we're not going to talk about that. This is a playoff prediction episode. Jaguars are like on a high, like, you know, after getting blown out by Detroit, they've been winning. Uh, the Chargers, they've been, you know, on and off this entire season, but when healthy, they're one of the best teams in the AFC. There's no doubt in that. With that being said, this game's at Jacksonville. It's a night game. Does that change your predictions, or do you have the Chargers coming out with a win? I mean, I'm going with the Jaguars, man. I just think that right now they're better coached. They're on a hotter streak right now. And that week 18 game for the Chargers, that did more damage than they could possibly think. Not only did they lose that game, it doesn't matter that they lost, but not only did they lose it, Mike Williams got hurt. And you're playing guys like Joey Bosa, Derwin James, who I heard Joey, Joey Bosa got a little bit dinged up in that game. So that 
having those guys hurt who are injury prone guys, that just makes it much worse for you. So give me the Jaguars, man. I think they get it done. All right. I, I appreciate the explanation, but what part of no explaining do you not understand? Oh, like, God, get oh it through your God. head, man. I was, I was getting hyped. I was getting hyped. <laughs> this guy. Anyways, Matt, who would you pick? I got the Jags. All right. Hamster? Hey, give me Jags. Okay. Bezzy? I got Chargers. There we go, man. Finally, someone's on my side. I'm going to go Chargers as well. And the reason being, you know, I just feel like they just got, you know, more star power. Jacksonville, they kind of struggled. And, um, you know, the last game, especially, especially offensively. And I think going up against the likes of Joey Bosa, Cleo Mack, this offensive line will really struggle. And they have more playoff experience on on Jacksonville's side. Or no, on, on the Chargers' side. So that's why I believe the Chargers are going to win. Any of you guys want to make a case for the, the Jaguars? Matt? Um, I feel like something people have to understand with the Chargers, they're very much like the AFC's version of the Vikings, where they're getting away with very close games that some people would argue they shouldn't be. Brandon Saley, I'm sorry, he doesn't belong in the playoffs. He's kind of worthless in the playoffs. Like the Jaguars, they're on a high note right now. Chargers are as low as they've probably been all season. So I think with that being said, coming into this game, you have to give it to the Jags. I know Trevor Lawrence is first playoff appearance, but he's he's him. He's him. He's going right, yeah. right now. So you know, okay. I I agree with you somewhat. However, the way I look at this, it's the char- you can argue the Jaguars, um, you know, are in a similar situation as like you know the you know the Chargers or Vikings, whoever you want to say. They you know probably should have lost to the Dallas Cowboys, probably should have lost to Tennessee. Oh. Had had you know the, you know some other plays went like the other way, you could have you could argue they could have lost those games, right? They lose one of those games, they're not in the playoffs, so you you can't really use that argument. I just think but- the Chargers. I just think the Chargers have more experience. And with the likes of Khalil Mack, um, just, no, Joey Bosa. Yeah, Joey Bosa was in the playoffs before. You know, Keenan Allen was also in the playoffs. They just have more playoff experience, whereas I feel like the Jaguars are just, this is a year too early. Like, you know, kudos to them. This is a su- uh, successful season. But I just think that, you know, experience plays a large part in the in the NFL playoffs. And, you know, that's just what I think. I mean, you here, kind of want to yeah, yeah. say something. about the experience thing. I think the main part where experience matters in a playoff game is coaching and the coaching experience. You want Doug Peterson on your side. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's reached the top of the sport. Look what he's done in one year with Jacksonville. It's been an incredible turnaround. So if I'm going to trust someone with experience more, I'm trusting the Jags side of things. So I would, that actually helps like the argument for the Jags, in my opinion. Yeah, I also think they're the hotter team. They're the hotter team. They are, yeah. Football's a momentum game. Yeah, go ahead. No, it is. Don't get me wrong, but like how – how many times have like you know the Chargers looked like they were in the dead, and then Herbert just came out and just made a big play? I haven't seen Trevor Lawrence do that yet. And you know, one of the biggest things um, I kind of seen this stat somewhere. I think five of you know the six teams in last year's wild card round, you know, kind of you know relied on the run game. Like I, I forgot what the exact stat was, but it was just you know, if you do if you're successful in the run game, you end up winning the games in the playoffs, right? Yeah. I just think the Chargers rushing attack is more six is is more prone to attack compared to the Jaguars because you know we've seen Travis Etienne struggles in recent weeks and you know you look at the Chargers side of the ball Austin Eckler is one having you know the, the season of his life right now I just think that's another factor you know along with the veterans you want to bring up the coaching that's fine but I just feel like the Chargers are more built to be to win in the playoffs compared to this Jaguars team which don't get me wrong this Jaguars team <laughs> has a ton of momentum. 
I, I understand that fact of it, but the playoffs are a different ballgame. And I just think, you know, having the veteran players that the, uh, that the Chargers have is going to be the difference maker in this game, along with having a good run game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's my argument, you know. But, enough, you know, enough. so do we get any changes in the votes, you know, since it's close? No, no. No, no. changes? The thing is, I just think, I think it's, I think it's just like, not even that, like, it's just more of an, a narrative selection because I've seen a lot of people say that, um, this year's Jacksonville is like last year's Bengals. You have a young, like very, very young squad, young core that they can make it. And I think that if that happens, then it would be a nice narrative to hear. So that's also, you know, like boosting my selection for the would Jaguars. You say, would you say the Jaguars are more unpredictable? Yes. Well, that's what I think. That's what, that's what I think they have. Yeah, I would have say they're like the Bengals. I don't, the I don't think that they can. The, 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 the thing is, when I say unpredictable, I just think that they could, they could do worse than last year's Bengals for sure. Like, obviously, because the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. But, like, I, I don't see them going to the Super Bowl this year, obviously, at all. But I just think that they can make it past this round for sure. Like, just having that, like, you know, young team make it through at least one thing. It'll be something good for Jacksonville. They have, they have, they have home field, you know, everything is going somewhat in their way. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Like yeah. It. You know, I'm surp- I'm kind of surprised you're going up against, you know, you're picking your division rival, but I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, that's it. So unfortunately, the Jaguars, you know, move on. You know, I my argument wasn't enough, but you know, it's a fair it's a fair point. Honestly, like if you look at most of these playoff games, I think this is like as 50-50 as it as it goes, you know, compared to the other matchups. Yeah. Besides you know, the one me and Amin were talking about. Yeah. yeah. So there's probably another one I think that I think we all agree on, but this is one of those that can be a toss-up, but we picked the Jags. Let's move on to the Sunday Slater games, the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. This is kind of, you know, unfortunate. We're not getting the matchup we would have liked with, um, yeah, Skylar Thompson is starting. I'm kind of salty. You know, you can kind of sense in my voice, you know, with, with the Steelers missing the playoffs. Th- they would have been the better option. You know, we probably would have lost. It still, still would have been a better matchup. But Skylar Thompson and the banged-up Dolphins go into Buffalo to take on a Buffalo Bills team that has everything on their side right now. Really not much to get into. Buffalo Bills are double-digit favorites, something that's unheard of in the playoffs, you know? But here we are. Who do you have winning this game, I mean? I'm taking the Bills. That's easy money. Mad? Bills in a heartbeat. Hampson? Bills ASAP. All right, Desi. I got Miami. Nah, you got like, bro, this guy, like, this guy, this guy went three for three, choosing the wrong teams. Wow, wow, I'm personal. Right uh-huh. Just wait on it. Just wait on it. I'm two for two. And if Seattle wins, bro, that's gonna be insane. You know, we'll just wait we'll, just, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, this is kind of you know an obvious pick, Buffalo. This is just, <laughs> this is just, you know, should be, you know, guaranteed win, but we'll find out. Let's move on to the next game. Minnesota Vikings, New York Giants. This is 50-50. You know, this is like, as a fraudulent of a team, you can get on one side, you know, arguably both teams could be fraudulent. I don't, I don't even know, like, but a New York Giants team that rested their starters week 18. And well, what do you know? They have no one, you know, on their injury report, you know, Brandon Staley, take notes. Minnesota Vikings. I don't know whether to say they're the favorites because um, you know they're they're technically the betting favorites minus three home uh, three point home favorites, and then they're the NFC North champ. It's weird, you know. It's a weird game to look at because the Giants are a team that overachieved. The Minnesota Vikings. I don't know. They're just like 
they're there. They're, they're, they're the third seed. I don't know. I just, I just hate how the Minnesota Vikings are, you know, in such a good situation. I can, you know, sense your displeasure yeah. with this. I mean, you know, let's hear your prediction here. Most fraudulent team alive, the Minnesota Vikings, but the Giants, to be fair to them, they've gotten here. They've earned their spot in the position. But this game is so 50-50 for me because I think both teams are on the same spot. You saw when they competed in the regular yeah. season, you know, it was very close. So my head's saying Minnesota, but my heart's saying the Giants. So give me the Giants. Okay. How about you, Mad? I'll pass for now. All right. We'll wait on that. Hamster? Ah. Uh, um. Let me let me hear Bezzy. Okay. I got Bezzy? the Vikings. Okay. So two right. Vikings. No, nah, I'm going. I'm going with my boy Danny Dimes. It's two Giants right now. I'm going with my boy Danny Dimes. I'll wait to give my explanation. Mad, you want to go ahead? Yeah, give me. Come on, just go. Just go with your gut, bro. Do whatever, bro. And yeah, I'll take the Vikings. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna. I can't. I can't. I have to take. I was legit. I'm looking at the like injuries and all that. I'm like kind of. It's give me, give me, give me Vikings, man. You know what? No, right. no, give me the Giants. Give me the Giants. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> <we're ready. laughs> all right. So three of us picked the Giants. Two of you guys picked the Vikings. Hamster, I want to hear your explanation. Why I did you go with the one with the Giants? No, I mean picked the Giants as well. I want Giants. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. So Giants. right now the Giants are winning. Let's hear the Vikings case. Let's see if we'll change our vote. Like, see, the thing is, is like I'm thinking back to that like super, super close game, amazing game. You know, like Jay, like Justin Jefferson showed up that game, like dealing with the injuries that they also had that week. And I'm not saying that the Giants didn't have injuries, but like considering the injuries that they have now, which is what week was that game? Like it was a couple of weeks week ago, but fifteen, still. week sixteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm just like they they got a lot of people that are. I don't know. There's just something I think Justin Jefferson. I don't wait. Correct me if I'm wrong. Vikings didn't make a playoff last year, right? No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's just I. I feel like there's this Justin Jefferson's just gonna like go off after he's gonna have more. He wants to do more after he already played them once, and with the injury list that I'm seeing now, I just think that it's not even on the Giants' defensive side of the ball that I think they're gonna do worse on, but. Like they're missing out on a like a couple tackles and O linemen, so I think that the Vikings defense do need to step up. But I really think that this is Justin Jefferson's game. I don't know. It's that's just in my head. Like I imagine, like if the Vikings do win it, it's it's gonna be him. He's him. Okay, so what I'm from what I understood from you is Justin Jefferson go off. You know, that's Giant yeah, secondary yeah. is depleted. Okay, I that that's a fair point. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, you want to give your thoughts, like, why'd you pick the Giants? Okay, so my thought with this, like, while I was leaning Vikings at first, it was because Justin Jefferson, like Hampton said, he's he's a game-breaker. He's arguably the best receiver in the league. If the Giants don't match well against him, if he does what he did last their last matchup in the regular season, then it's over, and Vikings get it. But I just think that the Giants, knowing that, and Brian Dable, how good a coach is, I think that they're going to try to neutralize him, and I think having a good pass rush will help, you know, cause Kirk Cousins to make decisions that he yeah. wouldn't make in other cases. And that I feel like the X factor for this is the giant pass rush because you're getting them healthy. You're getting Aziz Ojolari, Leonard Williams, uh, there's Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau. Like you're getting all those guys fully healthy, I think for the first time. So 
having those guys, yeah. I think that's going to be what gets it done for the Giants. Okay. Dizzy, See, that's you, what seem, you seem pretty confident in the Vikings. Why'd you go Minnesota? Yeah. Well, honestly, I kind of agree with Hamster completely. All I got to say is Justin Jefferson. I don't think they can stop him. That's true. Uh, I just think they got, like, more, like, superstars yeah. as well. And it's, like, the first time the that's Giants true. here in a while. I don't really trust uh, their offense that much. I trust Minnesota's offense way more. I think they'll just score way more points. Do you think it's a blowout, the game? No, Not I don't think it's a blowout, no. I think it's close to it's kind close. of high scoring, but I think Minnesota is, is just going to score more. Okay. Here, I mean, like a, a rebuttal to your point, like, you know, like they're going to say, oh, let's neutralize Justin Jefferson. They yeah. still have minimum three weapons that they can use, like, because they got TJ Hawkinson, who, who's who's doing okay near the end of the season. Thielen is always, I don't know, I can't even speak about Thielen, but they have him, they have Devin All Cook, right. <laughs> you know. I'm just saying, if you, they're going through with their depleted secondary, try and, you know... But the, how like, think often of do you see all of the Vikings weapons being used? I feel like Kirk Cousins is so inconsistent in that he doesn't spread the ball for his life. And he's not a big game player. So do you really see him doing what you're saying? Because I don't. The thing is, it's like when you have Justin Jefferson, I don't like that's Like, I'm trying to think here. Like, Rodgers and Adams. He bar- Rodgers barely spreads the ball when he has Devontae Adams on his team. Right, because he knows that he can that's do it. Rodgers, not Kirk Cousins, and that's that's back-to-back MVP Rodgers you're talking about right now, not Kirk Cousins getting true. I get what saying with like the type of weapon, Devontae and Jefferson. Yeah, it's the type of weapon like Jefferson. Like man, there's just like he's like smaller this season. Like he's doing great. So that's why but, I'm just saying. How far did the Packers even get in the playoffs when that was a thing? Not far. I'll tell you mm. that they didn't do anything. So if you're basing it off of that, Devontae and Rogers didn't get them anywhere. They just cried a lot and complained. <laughs> and look where they are now. Rogers doesn't ah never mind. Oh man. Sorry, guys. I'll stop it here. I'll stop it here. You know, Rogers, it's yeah. fair points. As it's fair points all around. You know, I feel like this is, you know, the result of this game being 50-50. You know, you have a solid argument from the Giants' perspective, you have the solid argument from the Vikings' perspective. But, you know, this is a democracy. We voted for this. You yeah. know, us three pick, uh, three of us picked the Giants, two of us picked the Vikings. Majority rules. Oh, so we're going Giants. The Giants move on in our playoff bracket. Yeah. Now you let's know, move on. You know what was hard for me before we move on? I don't know if What's you it? remember. I had the Vikings going kind of far in the playoffs when we were doing the preseason I remember the preseason predictions. Yeah. 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 So I'm kind of like going against, not necessarily going against my gut, but I'm like... I'm no. like, yeah, you are. You know, uh, I'm not. It's not that. I'm just, I'm just. I had, I had like really high hopes for them, but they're just, just so inconsistent, man. Just, okay, the year is like, come on, man. I've been saying that they're frauds, but the only team, the only, the only team that like truly made the Giants look like dog, are the Lions. Yeah, and it's because we're so hot, and the we Eagles so hot. Eagles. The Eagles are the Eagles. The Eagles are the Eagles, bro. That's like. But do you guys really think the Giants' offense can keep up with the Vikings? Like, if it comes out down to a shootout, I mean, they're not going to keep up. I don't think they it's going to come down to a shootout, though. That's they showed they can, though. Woo! They're not going to keep up. Close, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, but honestly, no, no, like, Bessie, like. <laughs> Shut up, bro. <laughs> going back to your point, Bezzy. It's. Uh, they played before, right? If it wasn't for like you know a miraculous sixty-yard attempt, you know the depleted Giants could have been the Vikings in Minnesota. So like, your point is like valid. You know if Minnesota's if Minnesota's offense just scores, let's say what 
over 25 points. I think that should be in. I think, you know, exactly. that would be out of the reach for the That's Giants. Right. I get what you mean. No, yeah. Bezzy, 100%. I get what you mean. But I'm just saying, I, as, and now this is, I'm going back to Amin's side. I don't think that's going to happen because the Giants really? is front, you know, their defensive line. They got an all pro in Dexter Lawrence. You got insane. You got Aziz Ojalari. You got Kayvon Thibodeau. You got a ton of solid guys on the, along this like defensive line. And I just think the, you know, Kirk Cousins really struggles. And you got to remember, this is in prime time Kirk Cousins. I mean, one o'clock Kirk Cousins. This is like, you know, this is, this is just 4 30. 4.30 Kirk Cousins. You know, it doesn't yeah. turn out well. Last time we played 4 o'clock, they got demolished by a Packers team that, you know, turned out to be frauds. But, you know, I digress from the point. Let's move on to the next game. Sunday Night Football, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens, AFC North matchup. This doesn't have as much juice as, you know, as, you know, we thought it would have. You know, Lamar Jackson isn't playing. Tyler Huntley's the starting Q, uh, QB for the Baltimore Ravens. However, I expect this game to be a physical battle. You know, Baltimore's defense is, you know, playing with momentum, you know, close towards the end of the season. And I think the only way they win this game is if, you know, they contain this, you know, I'm not, I already, I already went over the keys of, you know, how to win this game in my previous episode. Make sure to check that out. But Baltimore Ravens without their starting QB head into a Cincinnati, Cincinnati take on a Cincinnati team. That is arguably the hottest team in football right now. Who do you have winning this game? I mean, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Bengals and they would get it done if they had Lamar too. If the Ravens had Lamar too, interesting. All right, Nod. Uh, give me the Ravens. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, give me, I'm serious. Give me the Ravens. It's okay. Like <laughs> All right. Oh. Interesting. All right, Hamster. How about you? I agree with the mean. Give me the Bengals. All right. Uh, Bezzy, how about you? Bengals. All right, I'm gonna go Bengals as well. You know, I'm kind of curious. I think I know why, but Matt, why'd you pick the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> Let me tell you why. You guys don't know why. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh. The reason why I'm picking the Ravens is because I know nobody else in the world would. So I kind of pity the fool. You know what I mean? You ever heard that? Wow. That famous <laughs> thing? I pity the fool. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they need it from someone, and I just feel so bad because like they're gonna get shut out like 45-0. So you know. Oh. I just I feel so, bad. Yeah. It would be hilarious if the Baltimore if the Baltimore Ravens win. That's gonna be like I'll shave my oh hairs. Okay, show your shit bald. Anyways, <laughs> it's I feel like next week's episode will be peak content if we have Bezzy, you know, Seattle Seahawks winning and Baltimore Ravens winning. Like I just that would be like amazing. Oh, you guys are gonna hear from me for like a month. Oh my god, that's gonna be worry about it. Bro, that would be like, you know, the oh, best man. show of all time. But, you know, yes. we all pick ben- we all pick Bengals. We know this. For the record, show. I wasn't talking about my head hairs. All right. Before you guys try to, you know, Keep going. blast me. All right, leg hairs. Leg hairs. Lose. Moving on, leg moving hairs. on. Leg all right, hairs. Cincinnati oh, Bengals. Oh, that oh, was oh, kind oh. of a clean sweep. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to the final matchup of Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brady, Dak. Cowboys, Bucks. This is like, you know, <laughs> why, why is this guy dying, man? <laughs> Just let me say my preview in peace, bro. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys. This is like, you know, I think Brady's undefeated against the Cowboys. So, like, this adds more, you know, fuel to the fire. Can the Dallas Cowboys win a playoff game? Something that hasn't been done by them in, you know, was 2014 the last one that they won? 
Was it? No, 2016. No, they beat, they beat Seattle. 2018, oh, okay. was it? That's something he'd know. All right. <laughs> Seriously, though. Thanks, man. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys suck in the playoffs. That's my main point. Do you see that changing this week? I mean, six and one, man. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. That was nice and quick. <laughs> that was nice and quick. Matt, how about you? Yeah. Same. All right. Dallas. Answer, how about you gotta you? come back. You you gotta come back to me. I gotta search up something real quick to see my my evidence. Matt's searching it up. All right. Vazzy, how about you? Books. Oh, this guy's going with Brady. Oh, you guys know my pick. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah. Screw Brady. Mm-hmm. Hampton, just go with the Bucks Dallas so it's is, even. Dallas yeah, no, I, was, even. I know. I was actually gonna go with. Um, I was checking there. Wait, you cut off. You, you cut off. What did you say, man? Oh, I was checking. I was. I'm gonna take Tampa. I was just okay. checking their like, like their their secondaries because the one thing mainly that I see from the last game, like the last time that they versed, I know that it wasn't a playoff game, but I remember I was the start of, not week this one. season, last season. No, it was week yeah, one. week one. Week one it was week one. Yeah, um, obviously, CeeDee Lamb was nowhere near where he is now, and their running game is a bit more established than it was then. You have Tony Pollard, who can go off. You have Zeke, who's a, not on a high, but higher than what he was on. Um, but, yeah, I was just – I think Tampa, they have majority full participations from their people that are on their IR. So, Before I don't know. Before you continue, just... you know you just explained exactly why the Cowboys would win. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> You just said CeeDee's better than he yeah, was and wait, they have a better yeah. run game. <laughs> Tampa <laughs> – no, I said, I said, even though I'm sorry, I, I think that cut out. I said, even though, even though I'm still taking Tampa, I, oh. I got, I got, yeah, I got Brady. Like something, something with him in the playoffs. Like, that's just, all you had to say. Just be you like, didn't have you know, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, you know, Brady. It's Brady in the playoffs. I would have completely understood that, but <laughs> you kind of hey, man, argued I, for us. I got to talk about the other side, man. All right, let's hear the other side. Well, he kind of already he did. did. He did. Kind of already did. did. Oh my <laughs> god, man. <laughs> I'm off. All right. But let's hear Bazzi's opinion. You know, maybe he doesn't defend the Cowboys. No, I just don't think Dallas is good in the postseason. And, and I think Brady's, I mean, they just, you know what I mean? I don't think they can do it, to be honest, against Brady. All right. You know, that's kind of a mix up with Hamster. Hmm. But I kind of understand your point. You guys just don't doubt Brady. That's really what it is, right? Yeah. You doubt Dallas, yeah. And you doubt Dallas. Okay, that's fair. I hate Brady. I feel like I feel like Dallas can only lose so many times. And I know that's coming from like like that take is so outdated at this point because Dallas just keeps losing in the playoffs, but like they're bound to win at some point, right? Like now they actually have a top five D and like a really high rolling offense. Like, yeah, deck is like so you on see, and off, but like we say that every year. I know, but I really feel like it's different in the sense that they're they might actually get somewhere. I'm not saying they're Super Bowl bound, definitely not. Okay. I don't think Just they are. Devil's adv- devil's advocate here, you know. Dak Prescott leads the league in interceptions, and I think he's played five less games than like you know the Ooh, closest please. guy. The man's been on a like completely but, different level. But, like, you but, know, but, I'm sorry rise. to cut you off. Like, but, I'm picking Cowboys. Don't get me wrong, but like I'm just saying, like just playing devil's advocate here. Okay, but if he leads the league in interceptions and they're still winning at, at such a high rate, doesn't that just show you how good they are everywhere else? All they need is Dak to have a decent enough game to where they demolish no, a yeah. mediocre Tampa Bay. That's no, yeah, that's no, that's 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 exactly where I'm going to Dallas. I just think they have a Super Bowl caliber defense, and that would be mm-hmm. enough to win them this matchup. That's but I'm just saying, I agree. This it's matchup. like <laughs> that's the biggest thing here. 
can Dak Prescott play a you know a decent game? That's something he's shown. I think he's have struggled with the past couple of weeks. But you know, I guess only time will tell. Three of us picked the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. You know, you know they what? Move on. Right. I'm being I'm being swayed. Give me the Cowboys. All right, we that's our first persuasion. Hey, Bez, you want to just you know join us while while we're at it? Nah. No, nah, I'm sticking with you. Respect. Bro, Bezzy's Bezzy's been on the on the. I'm on the other side. Yeah, yeah, he's on the short end. Yeah. Damn. Hey, respect though. He's not like hamster. He sticks to his stuff. Dang. Like that James Cook stuff. Hey, he's still clear. (laughs) What? Go ahead, continue. Moving on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I can't, can't, bro. Could we have like a normal like episode, man? Anyways, let's move on Me to the too. next round, you know? The winners of our matchups were the Niners, Jaguars, Giants, Bengals, Cowboys. Pretty straightforward, right? Here's where stuff gets interesting. For our divisional matchups, we got the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And oh. we have the Buffalo Bills going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. And then on the NFC side, we got the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the New York Giants. And then San Francisco 49ers going up against Dallas. So if the playoffs go wow. the way we think it is, we got some banger matchups. All right. Fire. Yes, we do. That's why I go. All right. Starting off with the first matchup. Kansas City Chiefs, um, Jacksonville Jaguars. They played before, and the and the Kansas City Chiefs kind of demolished the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Does history repeat itself this week? History does repeat itself. This is KC's game. All right. Yeah. Mad? Yeah, you got to give it to the Chiefs. Answer. Mahomes magic. Give me it. All right. Bezzy? Yeah, it has to be Chiefs. Hamster Mahomes masterclass? Mahomes magic, not masterclass. Mahomes magic. What's the difference, bro? Just but Skyler Thompson, but, but Skyler Thompson masterclass, right? Scott, yes, Skylar Thompson has a question. All right, so that was pretty straightforward. You know, Kansas City Chiefs, I'm not going to, like, debate this at all, you know. This kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with my experience debate. The Chiefs are probably the most experienced team in the playoffs, which is, you guys see that stat? Mahomes is, like, the oldest QB in the AFC, and he's, like, 27. Oh, yeah. Oof, yeah, wow, what the heck? Wow. <laughs> it's, like, it goes to show, like, how crazy. And then you, like, got, like, the NFC, you got Brady, who was, like, 55. But, you know... That's crazy. Yeah, he's still like the most experienced guy at a young age. But moving on to the next matchup, we got, wow. you know, I'll save that for last, the Buffalo Bills Cincinnati matchup. I'm actually really intrigued to hear that one. You on the NFC it. side, the Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants. <laughs> First two matchups haven't gone well for the Giants. But, you know, if they somehow manage to beat the Minnesota Vikings, which we have in our bracket, who would you have winning this matchup? Third time's the charm? I'm taking Philly still, but I don't think an upset is too crazy here. I'll say that. I don't think it's too crazy. All right, Mad. Philly. Philly. Hamster. Bro, give me Philly. All right, Bezzy. Philly. See, like, okay, I want to ask you something, Bezzy. You brought up, you know, ah, beating a team for this. Beating a for team this. the third time, right? I knew you said it's really hard. Yeah. So why would why were you so like hung on Philly? I mean, I don't think the Giants are going to be there anyway. I just I don't think they're that good, to be honest. I think they're more. But Seattle is. I'm good. Seattle's good. Seahawks. I think Seattle's better than the Giants. No. Why is that? I don't that think so. <laughs> Bro, that's so easily. I think at least it's close. It's close, but I mean, for this matchup specifically, I don't think the Giants can beat Philly. I just, there's no way. 
Yeah, no, 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 I, I completely understand. Like, we all pick Philly for a reason, but um, I'm just saying, like, what's the difference? Between but it's a Seattle? fair, no, it's a fair point, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. Okay, well, I just let's think, make I just it. Let's so. make this interesting. I want to ask each of you guys a question. Who matches up? Like, what? Which matchup is better? Can't uh, Seattle, San Fran, Philly Giants, Philly Giants divisional. Philly, Philly you guys Giants. Get, you guys get my question. Like, Philly what would be Giants. closer? Philly Giants. Oh, Philly, Philly Giants, Giants for sure. Yeah, Philly right, Giants. Then, why are you picking Seattle, Bezzy? <laughs> Stop. I mean, hey, someone has to pick them, bro. Man. Well, no one's picking the Giants right now, though. <laughs> 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 hey, someone only has to pick them when it's his team. Hey, 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 just hey, pick hey, the Giants. Hey, I've, the Giants ste- hey, I've stepped up so much this like in the last like few rounds. Someone else do it. Oh, that's true. That's true. You have stepped up a lot. Bro, should I just go with my boy Danny Dimes? Just screw it. You should. You should. <laughs> no, bro, I can't. I I got Philly. But you know, that's pretty straightforward. We got the one seeds winning. In the NFC. So now for the fun, you know, San Fran, Dallas. That's you know that's the that's the matchup we have, yeah. and this is a rematch. If you guys remember, Dak Prescott sliding, and then not being able to spike the ball. Oh, we all know how that played out, right? Oh my God! Dallas is oh. now the underdog here. Dallas is the road team. Do they return the favor in a divisional matchup with the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, the Niners got better from last year, so. Niners get it. Come on. Okay. Matt? Uh, give me Niners. Okay. Hamster? You already know what I'm saying. Give me Niners. Bazzy? Yeah, Niners. Oh. Interesting. You know, just for the sake of disagreeing with you guys, give me Dallas. Don't even. No. And I'll explain even, myself. It's fair. It's fair. I'll explain it's myself. Okay. Reason being, right, Brock Purdy. And I was, I, I kind of, I forgot who I was. I told one of you guys, but like Brock Purdy. He has been, you know, solid throughout the entire season. But has there been a game when he's went up against a top five defense, such as the Dallas Cowboys? Has there been a game where he's gone up into a situation where he was down in the fourth quarter, right? We haven't really seen Brock Purdy in those situations. I think in a game like this, going up against a really good Dallas Cowboys defense and a really good Dallas Cowboys offense, there is a really good chance where he can be in a situation where he hasn't faced before in the regular season, which don't get me wrong. He can probably lead a game winning drive and, and shut me up, but he hasn't been in that situation. And I think that is something that would really, you know, change a lot. And I feel like the Dallas Cowboys really match up well with the San Francisco 49ers team. That is my, you know, this, this is, that is why I think Dallas has an argument here. Okay. Let's hear it. I mean, yeah. So, you said about Brock Purdy, but I'd be worried about Dak here. Dak, always said leading that. the league in picks, yep. going against this Niners defense. If you make one mistake against San Francisco 49ers, it's over. It's wraps from the first quarter, no matter what. And I don't think Purdy. Dallas matches up as well as you said. Dallas, they're, I think their best part of their offense is their run game. Niners are an excellent run defense here. So I don't really see any path to Dallas getting it done, honestly. No, no. Okay. So, you know, fair argument. Yeah. However, I to dispute that. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys can win games more than one. We know their passing attack when it's going, they can they can go crazy, right? We know that, and that, I feel like that is, I feel like that's the biggest X factor here is Dak Prescott's play. Yeah, you brought up, you know, you know, you you're more worried about Dak Prescott. Yeah, honestly, I'm more worried about Brock, Brock Purdy as much as Dak Prescott has reeked to end the season. Don't get he's me wrong, bad. man, he's been so bad. He's he's been in these type of situations before. Brock Purdy hasn't, so we know how Dak has played. He's played relatively well in his postseason appearances, 
it hasn't led to you know Super Bowl wins. And don't get me wrong, but he's I, what is this like his fourth year in the playoffs? Like I think he's made the playoffs every year. He's like been healthy. I think so. Yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're right. Yeah. There's he's experienced this the like the playoff atmosphere, the playoff situation so many times, to where I think they have the advantage in that regard over Brock Purdy. And, you know, just the, the Dallas Cowboys offense being able to beat you in more ways than one, in more ways than one. I feel like that, you know, matches up well against a San Francisco 49ers defense, which don't get me wrong, is one of the best in the league. But this Dallas Cowboys offense, when they get it going, they get it going. They're the best offense in the league. Ooh, Dallas the best offense in the league? If, bro, I don't I, think I, they're, they're best. You know, they're wait, one of the best. What? He said Dallas the best they, offense when in the league. They think, when, when they, they get it going. I think they're high. I think, I when think they they argue – everyone's ceiling because you're saying when they get it going if you want to put that on the same level for everyone else i don't think they're top five oh i don't I even think it's that. close I, i'd argue i'd argue oh, like okay i could say bills Bengals, philly uh chiefs chiefs give me give me give me miami with two over dallas Ooh, nah, no no nah, when, when dallas bro when dallas gets it they drop 40 Huh? No. Yeah, but they haven't been able to get it going. Dak, Dak Prescott. Oh, man, they dropped forty against the Philadelphia Eagles defense like two weeks ago. I mean, yeah, they had ultimate opportunities with Minshew throwing three picks. I was so about to say, yeah, exactly. Still. They they know, still, like they, they've shown they can do good against a top defense such as those, you know, such as the Philadelphia Eagles. Which, I, okay, but like that's not my main point of the argument here. My main point is that you know when they, they can you know put up points in in bunches, right? Yeah. Can Brock Purdy match that? Is what I'm trying to yeah, say. I don't think he can. I, but not against a def- not against a defense such as the Cowboys. We that's haven't funny. seen that. That's, yeah, that's, and that's, that's really the biggest thing with me. But is, you know, oh, go ahead, what, Matt. Like a sorry, like Amin said, it goes the same way on the other end for someone who throws the most interceptions in the league. How is he? How is he going to match what Brock Purdy has actually been doing on a consistent basis? Yeah. Brock Purdy ah. has been okay. Brock Purdy's been doing this for four weeks. He's bound to have a bad game. Can, can we not? Can we not like you know? Can we not no, like? We can, can we think of that as a possibility? You guys making it seem like Brock Purdy's perfect. We can. Right we can. Well, no, like, he hasn't faced a. Oh. He hasn't faced a defense you... such as the Cowboys. That's the reason why okay. I feel like the Cowboys have a shot here. But let's 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 look at it this way. All right. I think we can agree the Niners have a better defense. If not, it's very close. But no, if yeah, you were to yeah. remove both quarterbacks from that team and put Hamster. Who has the better talent surrounding them? My answer is the Niners. Of course. Bro, no, of course. Of course. So, then, so then how come we are going? It doesn't make sense. I get, yeah, I get I don't, that Brock Purdy's not him. I think, I not think it's really good. Good. It's I think it's you guys are really, you guys are really like, you know, really like lowering the value of experience here. Like I'm kind of, you know, but been harping on that. The thing is, you got, Brock Purdy is a seventh-round pick. There. He was a seventh-round pick for a reason. He hasn't he hasn't played an actual the defense. Thing is, no disrespect to the other. Like, yeah, he's the reason that the 49ers have been scoring 30 points per game, basically. My man, you could be quarterback for the 49ers, and they'll score 30 points a game. But that's no exactly the point. So that's and I understand, I understand that. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That their offense is one of the best. They have the best one. But, like, they haven't played a defense such as the Cowboys. And I'm going to st- – like, you know, that makes a big difference. Micah Parsons in your face, like, I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be, you know, throwing it, you know, with, like, time and stuff. You know, it's just – I got Trent Williams and Parsons has been playing bad, though. What you say, Bazzi? Parsons hasn't been that good lately, though. I wouldn't – I wouldn't. I, I think he'll get it going. I, I wouldn't doubt Parsons. But I'm just saying in general, in general, right? Yeah. Brock Purdy, yes, he's been great. Yes, he's been a, a revelation for this Niners offense. 
I just think he hasn't played an opponent such as the Dallas Cowboys. And he hasn't been put in a situation where, you know, he's like a high pressure situation until he, you know, kind of passes that. I, I'm not going to be fully convinced, you know, in Brock Purdy. Mm. So that is my, that isn't just him though. It's a team game. This it guy, is a team game. It is he's the, on the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas, the Dallas like, Cowboys have, you know, they match up, you know, relatively well, in my opinion. But the Niners don't need pretty to win, though. That's not how they win their bro, games. Bro, I yeah, you bro, yeah. I like you said, you could put me. You just managing your it. offense is so. You can say the same. You can, it, it takes. You can't so say the pressure off thirty. You can't say the same thing about the Cowboys. They won without Dak. No, but they need Dak yeah. more than the, the no. need thirty. It does, no, at the same they, time, the QB position has held them back. The Niners, it hasn't held them back. Like Dak yeah. Prescott making plays to lose them games. Purdy hasn't done that this year. That was okay, that he's made. Yes, that, that's understand. That's going to come with Dak. But there also what comes from Dak are these like moments. He has these games where he blows up, right? He does. It's a, that's actually not against the Niners. That's against the Niners. I know. I understand. But like, you know, I wouldn't really put it against this Dallas Cowboys team to come out with an upset win is what I'm trying to say. You know, let's end up the argument here. You know, we still oh, have yeah, a ton yeah. of stuff to get into. Yeah. It's a fair argument. There's yeah. argument for the Niners. There's argument for the Cowboys. But, you know, only time will tell. The Cowboys and Niners could both lose this week for what we know. You know, it, it really oh, – yeah. <laughs> but I guess we'll wait and see. Let's move on to the next matchup. I thought, like, you know, this next matchup would get the most argument. But, you know, I guess not. The Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals. You know, this is a matchup we were um, – you know, many people are expecting considering the matchups that the Bengals and Bills have in wildcard weekend. Who do you have winning this potential matchup, I mean? This one I've been really, like, struggling with because I think this is going to be an explosive game if we get there, of course, which we're expecting to. But I'm going to the Bills. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Matt? Bengals. Yeah. Hamster? Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> All right, Bezzy? I got the Bills. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I got the Bills as well, you know, for the sake of it. Mad, why are you picking Cincinnati? Um, I know it's unfortunate and it's a touchy subject right now, but I know the game got ended short, but I mean, we saw how the Bengals came out blazing hot. They didn't they didn't they did not take their feet off the gas. They were ready from the start until obviously, like I said, the game got cut short. But yeah. from what we saw, the Bengals were untouchable for the last I don't know. Whenever it was that they lost the last game, how many games have they gone undefeated at this point? I, I can't count. I can't count on my hands. We are literally like the hottest offense in the league right now. And that's not even talking about the other side of the ball. So with that being said, I don't think it matters who's on the other side of the field. I think the Bengals are going to win regardless. But like I said, we did play the Bills up to a certain point and they did not look amazing. So yeah. With that I think it's a said, different Bills team now though. Why? Why? They don't have Micah Hyde. He's hurt. I mean, just after that injury that you were talking about, I just think it kind of just like switched something on that wasn't couldn't there. You, couldn't you argue it did the opposite? They're kind of a little, uh, you know, like they're in their own heads now. No, I think it's either way. Go either way. It I can go either, go either way. I think at the end of the day, though, these players—they're professionals. They're not. It's it's not that that stuff is not going to be in their head, but I don't think that it's not like you're watching a TV show here. Like, oh, we're going to do so much better because this guy got hurt. I think they're they're showing out to play, and. If anything, uh, their breakfast is going to impact them more than uh, the injury of Demar Hamlin. Like as insensitive as that may sound, it's just you know, like that's the reality of things. I think um, it's not necessarily oh, there's a fire lit within them. They're going to play based on how they feel that day. I don't, I don't think that injury is going to do so much for them. I don't think they'll play that much better, but I think it will help. 
It's impossible to say it's not gonna. No, okay. I I get what Bezzy's saying. I get what or at least saying. affect them in some way. Two, two, yeah, two extremely valid points. But you know, to kind of go against. Yes, they came out firing, but you gotta you gotta realize this game potentially would be played in Buffalo. And as much as you know, whether you want to say that doesn't make a difference, whether it does, a home field advantage makes it you know a huge impact. That game was in Cincinnati. They were riding the momentum off their fans. Of course, that's what's going to happen. I just feel like playing in Buffalo is just such a different. There's just such a different feel, and I feel, notice like Buffalo plays completely different in front of their home crowd, which you know, since he has shown they can go into hostile environments and kind of come out with the victories, they showed that the past two the, in last year. Look at last year's playoffs. They went into Tennessee. They went into Arrowhead and kind of you know, went in to care of business. They've shown they yeah. can you know they can yeah. do that. I just think Buffalo at home is, and you know. They're just playing on a completely different level throughout this entire season. I think that's going to be the key here. We beat – you said we – you said it yourself. We went into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs, right? Um, yeah. I Last time I checked, um, that same team is Josh Allen's kryptonite. So, I mean, if we're going off a very logical, linear path, if we're that good, and I'd argue that our offense has only gotten better due to common sense and chemistry – I still don't think the Bills have a chance when it comes to that side of the ball. I think it's going to be very high scoring, and I think it's going to go down to the wire, but I just think Joe Shice is him, so nothing's going to sway me. All right, that's fair. I mean, you know, yeah. you're set. You're set on your way. Anyone want to add something? Buffalo, Cincinnati? I just, I just don't think, aside from the secondary, the Bills haven't depreciated in any aspect of their game. Josh Allen's... Same, if not only better. This guy was basically MVP from front runner for like I don't think he's for better. six weeks. Josh Allen was amazing I, last yeah, season. Yeah, I don't think he's better to be honest. But this is playoff Josh Allen, right? They're they're running game that much that hasn't met much in recent seasons. Yeah, Joe, yeah. you can say the same about Joe Burrow. Yeah, you know, Burrow, if anything, is in playoffs. He's no, no, I understand. Playoff no, guy to look out for. No, All right, no, I mean, you had some. I mean, so. so I think this game's going to be determined by who starts off fastest i think the first touchdown score is probably gonna be the winner of the game because i just think you have to build momentum early in this game so once you start the shootout, out i think whoever like starts firing earliest if that makes any sense we'll get the dub oh yeah i get you you know whoever you know kind of yeah. gets it's kind of whoever starts the race first yeah basically. yeah that's what i'm thinking no yeah it's it's gonna be an interesting matchup i feel like this would be like you know the most watched game out of all all these four matchups because you know both of these teams could eventually win the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's it's really it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting game because as Matt said, you know, he has a really solid argument. Don't get me wrong. He does, he does, like yeah. the Bengals are one of, if not the hottest team in the NFL right now. The Buffalo Bills, you know, with all that's going around, do they have, you know, as Bazzi said, do they have that, you know, as as an edge and, you know, in the way they play? There's just so much in this game that, you know, many people want to, are looking forward to. And yeah, Matt, we see, you know, your Joe, your Joe Shiesty socks. But yes, sir. it's 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 a really it's a really interesting matchup to debate. But you know, we're gonna stick with the rules here. We all picked we all picked the Bills. Let's move on to the AFC championship. So, you know, quick update Kansas City, Philly, Niners, Bills. That, those were our winners. So yeah. Kansas City would be going up against Buffalo in Atlanta, you know, neutral site. If you guys don't know yet, that's what, what that's what's been decided. And then Philly would go up against the Niners. So the one versus two seeds. Let's start off with the NFC. Philly Niners. This is going to be a bit interesting. 
because Niners are one of the hottest teams. They're, they're the hottest team in the NFC going up against the number one seed in the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Who would you have winning this game, I mean? I'm taking San Fran. I'm taking Purdy and the Niners. Mad? Me too. All right, San Fran. Hamster? San Fran. Azzy? Yeah, I got them too. Jeez. Oh. I guess I'm going Philly. No, I mean, <laughs> Philly was my pick regardless. They, I had them coming out of the that, NFC. That I didn't think it would be this lopsided. But, you know, I'm, I'm picking Philly because I feel like they're the most complete team in the NFL right now. That's really that's okay. really my biggest argument with them. You know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, a best line in the game. They have yeah. a really great front seven. Their secondary is unmatched, you know. It's just everything is perfect for this team. I just think they would, you know, take care of business against I – mean, it would be a close game, but I just think they would take care of business against the San Francisco 49ers. Here's what I'll say. The two things I'm worried about with Philly. One, Jalen Hurts' health. I think that's a serious issue with the shoulder injury. It's good that they have the weak rest for their sake for him to recover, but I'm still kind of worried about that. We saw that in the Giants game. It was a worry. And then their run defense. Their run defense, especially without Jordan Davis, has struggled this year. So having CMC – arguably the best running back in the game and what the Niners can do with that rushing attack. I think that makes the Niners a really good matchup for Philly. So this is why I'm taking the Niners. Okay. That's fair. I just think, you know, with them having a week off, potentially going up against a relatively weaker team in the, in the divisional round, I just think they would be the more healthy team. I think they'd get healthier. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time this matchup would come around and if i'm not is jordan davis you know did it did his 21 day know. window open i'm not... pretty sure i don't know if it did but you know i think potentially he could come back that that would that would ultimately be a boost and i just have... think they they just have they've just been firing on all cylinders throughout the year and they it's really you know the run defense is a weakness of theirs but is it really that big of a weakness compared to other teams it is though when you're going against the Niners, not no, like yeah. It's go, but I'm just saying though. what, I'm, what like, I'm trying to yeah. what I'm trying to say is their weakness really a weakness? You know, for example, like say yeah, RG. you're kind of nitpicking because they're a 14 win team, but like it's that's and they're a 14 win team for a reason. Yeah, I, I just they're think, a great team. They're a great and team. I'm I'm not gonna repeat myself, but like part of my argument with the Dallas Cowboys kind of relates to the argument I have here, and this yeah. is probably like Dallas Cowboys, you know, times times ten. That's like that's something like I would. You know, I would say it's just, you know, you brought up the deck thing, right? Yeah. Jalen Hurts now. You, like, basically say the same thing, but now you had Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So, you know, I think it would be the Eagles. You guys pick Niners, so yeah. we're, we're going to go with the Niners, which I was surprised. Wait, like, uh, if you, so I know this kind of doesn't matter, and we're not doing these, like, hypotheticals, but say say the Cowboys did go through. What would you say here, say specifically? Because me? I'd probably go Eagles. Okay. Uh, Eagles were my NFC pick, so okay. I'm right. going Eagles regardless. Got it. Yeah. Um, but you know, y'all, I was actually surprised, you know, four to one. I thought it'd be three, two or something. Interesting. Interesting. But you know, that's, that kind of surprising, but let's move on to the next matchup. Kansas city chiefs, Cincinnati, uh, no, the Buffalo bills. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) We'll see. We might get an AFC rematch, but chiefs bills. This is a rematch of last year's divisional matchup. You know, if it goes to overtime, we'll actually get two possessions. I think that's what many people would be hoping for in a game like this. Yeah. Nonetheless, this is a matchup that <laughs> would probably be a, you know, 70 combined points, five or a thousand total yards, considering that it's an adult. But does that factor or on this matchup? I mean, 
Who do you have winning this hypothetical game? I'm taking Buffalo here. I think this is the time for them to get to the Super Bowl. The All right, Matt? Pure narrative. I'm going the Bills. All right, Hamster? Give me Buffalo. Bezzy? Nope. <laughs> I got the Bills. Yeah, it's wow. a clean sweep. I think we're all going. Yeah, we're wow. all in Bills. Hey, give me the Chiefs then. All right. You want to argue for the Chiefs? Argue for the yeah, they've had, they've had their number. They've had their number different. time and time again. I'm not trying for to be different. Long? I told you for how long, as long as they need to, because it's working. It has to end at some point. Here's, here's what no, I'll say about no more Tyreek. Here, I'm more confident about Bills versus Chiefs than Bills versus Bengals here. I just think. The Chiefs roster has been really carried by Mahomes. I get you can you can go to Super Bowl with just Mahomes going crazy, but I think that it's going to be foiled against the more well-rounded team, and I think Buffalo has the offense to combat Casey's offense. So I just think it's going to be the whole roster, and I think Buffalo is much better than Casey there. I just and think not even that the fact the fact that even if Mahomes can do what he's done without Tyreek Hill by including Jerry like McKinnon like. Utilizing his offense differently without Tyreek Hill, no one's Tyreek Hill. Like what, uh, like what happened last year? That was legit. Basically, Tyreek Hill being able to swerve the game his way in the end of the season. So McKinnon is Tyreek Hill. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. I said that he's not. So no, that's why I don't got them. I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> they oh. have. They have Travis Kelsey. Yeah, why is it Kelsey? Juju Smith Schuster. They have Michael Hardman. This guy said Juju Smith Schuster as if he's something, bro. You said Jared McKinnon. You said Jared McKinnon. Let's not start this match. Jared McKinnon had like three good games. No, no, I'm saying recent utilization. That's all. No, but it was just funny how you said, because like of all the weapons to name. Yeah, he went from like Tyreek Hill and he's like, the pass catching running back that like is only relevant. The last couple of weeks. No, no. Well, I'm saying different to like the last time that they played. I'm saying the last time they had Tyreek Hill. Obviously, no one is can be. No one is basically Tyreek Hill. At the, like, they had Jake McKinnon last off. season too. All right, hold up, hold up. What are you, you trying to like? What's your point here? Even though Mahomes is able to differentiate the way that he uses his offense, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, which I think was the game changer last season. So okay. that's why I don't got them winning. But, but. Okay, I think since I'm the, the only Chiefs advocate here, I think I can answer this. The, am I the only person that, like, sees the numbers? Like, they oh, won I, I a plethora of games this season. They won as many games as it was. Like, uh, like are we not understanding that game, but... he doesn't need Tyreek? But here's the thing. Yeah, he doesn't need Tyreek, but in the playoffs, you need that guy that you could rely Why? on. Why? Because what's the, the difference? Game. You because compare their records. You to the next step. Look at the Bengals last year. That's not true. Jamar, Jamar's what got them there last year. Like For them, for reason. them, that was the solution. And for the Chiefs, obviously, that's not the case. To be fair, to be fair, last year, they probably would have lost if it weren't for Tyreek. And now they last don't have year. that big play threat. I'm just saying they don't have that big play threat in Tyreek now. Like it's I think easier. The roster got better as a whole, and Casey's roster got worse. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like with Tyreek, so kind of playing devil's advocate yet again. But could you argue the Chiefs are like playing on playing at a higher level this year? Because yes, that's their offense is more. Their offense is more spread it's out. More spread you know? out, exactly. It's harder. To, it's harder to game plan. It's very this. easy. It's very easy to be like Tyreek was the answer because that one play happened. But what's going to happen this game 
when they're putting on a show consistently and it's not only one player who decides to have one good route, one good catch, one really nice touchdown, but instead it's spread out. Like Sahib said, I know he's going with the Bills, but and the same rules apply, you know, like Mahomes has been able to put it on with or without Tyreek. It doesn't matter. It's not that he can still do it without Tyreek. He's still the same guy. It's not a matter of they well, got a little worse. The same guy. It's not Mahomes that's the problem for me. It's it's like everybody See, else. Kind of like, okay, let's look at the other way around. Where has Diggs been? Where has Diggs been? The last couple of weeks, he hasn't been there, but he's when been it nowhere to be that big play threat to be in the shootout. You need to rely on those but top he, yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. And okay, but Diggs, we. Digs can okay, be more than a in that same vein, in that same vein, we've been we've been so we've been so against Dak and Purdy and, and all these players who haven't been showing up in recent weeks, and even even the ones that have, they've been. I mean, Dak, I just don't trust them in general. But but how come how come we're not as critical on someone like Stefan Diggs who really hasn't been here in how long? Because Diggs has shown it before, though. He's bad, but like yeah, he's shown I it before, but it, he's not showing it right now. Hey, that's hey, like saying hey, Aaron Rodgers. That's like saying, that's that's saying Aaron Rodgers has shown it before. You could have said something about Dak Prescott. He's shown it before, you know. Exactly. But keep said keep that same energy, bro. Yeah. The thing is, hey, I don't think shown I don't, it before this Dak. season. It's not like Dak hasn't shown it at all this yeah, season. Yeah, Dak hasn't really has that, shown it before this season. Record. I just think that stretch is it happens in football. And I think when a long stretch goes for the shootout, a long, he costs me fantasy. Shootout, I think Diggs is gonna be the guy that will take he cost me he cost me fantasy football. Or you can sense like the hurt in his voice. Yeah. Him and hamster. Him and hamster cost me fantasy football. Fantasy, hey, fantasy hey, I'll see mediocre. you in the finals. I'll see you in the finals. Fantasy, fantasy is mediocre. That's like the name of the. That's like the main point of this whole episode right here. You know, fantasy nice. is mediocre. Hey, when's your Regardless. dinner supposed to be? Wait, what? When's your dinner supposed when's your to be? Right. Anyways, moving on, guys. <laughs> Super Bowl matchup. We got the San Francisco 49ers and the Buffalo Bills. Oh, this that's is a game. This the is a game, man. Has about a this. banger of a matchup, right? Yeah. Oh, so we'd man. have. Brock Purdy leading the Niners to a Super Bowl. We have Jeez, Josh Allen and the Buffalo like Bills finally, you know, breaking that long drought and making it to the Super Bowl, overcoming the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, struggle, you know, right? So now the question I have for you guys, do the Niners get their sixth Super Bowl or does Buffalo win a Super Bowl and cap off a magical year? I mean, this game is so close. Like I've I've been back and forth on this one because this is what yeah, I expect. I think I got. I'm gonna go with Buffalo here, but yeah. I'm not confident. I'm not confident at all. No nah, man, bro. So hey, you you said that this is San Fran's sixth Super Bowl, bro. Like to me, this is this is McCaffrey's first as a pinch, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm this this is this is the year. I don't know. I have a feeling, and I'm also hurt. But yeah, it's for him. So Niners, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I think it's my turn. I'll be. I, I'm taking the Bills. I'll give my reasoning later. I got Bills too. All right, I am. Hmm, I'm the. I'm the deciding factor here. No, you're not. It's three. No, it's okay. Twenty-three to one. Oh. <laughs> oh, all right, bet. I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm, no, screw. It. I can't. I can't afford the Niners getting six Super Bowls. Give me the Bills. Yeah. But all right. You know, actually, you know what? For the sake of it. Hey, the oh, Niners are shaking right now because it's a, they heard that. They're like, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, just just, talk, just no. for the sake of arguing with Hamster, bro, let's go Let's go for it. I'll, I'll go Niners, and I think I have a solid argument for this. Way to smile. <laughs> so let's hear, let's hear the Bills' argument. I mean, not Bezzy, whichever one. Argument for the Bills. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go. I just think that they're lost, they're, well, their roster is very well-rounded right now, and I trust Josh Allen 
to execute the shootout in that game. I just think the rosters are very close to being well-rounded. It's just when it once you get past that, you got to look at other factors, and I'll take yeah. it out. I just think I, I exactly what he said. I think at the end of the day, like those are two amazing, arguably the two best teams on paper, and it's yeah, kind of why we haven't gone this far exactly. But yeah. I think you got to, at that point, when it's just so close on paper, you got to look at the it factor. Josh Allen's got the it factor, and you know who does not? Brock Purdy. So, hey, yes, we we proved it. We, we not proved. We explained why we believe it's not only Brock Purdy who's gotten them this far. And in fact, it's mostly not even him. But I think at the end of the day, like I said, since there's have so many up. things that cancel out, exactly. Yeah, no, like you said, yeah, he's going to have to pick up the pieces. And- Which is what I, that's kind of going against my, here, I'll, I, I got something. I got something. Go ahead. So as you guys said, you know, on paper, these they, these two match up relatively well, right? We've seen Josh Allen, especially in the second half of the season, really struggle against aggressive defenses, right? Against like the Patriots, right? Two two red zone inter- or no one red zone interception, and I think he threw two two picks in that game, right? Against a team like the New York Jets, they lost because of red zone uh, uh, because of interceptions, right? Josh Allen has shown to be kind of turnover prone this year. And going up against an aggressive, opportunistic defense such as the San Francisco 49ers, I feel like they match up relatively well. And considering the players that they have missing in Buffalo secondary, going up against an offensive mind such as Kyle Shanahan, I feel like he'll exploit that and exploit that in a big way. And I feel like that ultimately could be the difference in this matchup. That, so that's that's, that's why I think the Niners yeah. could ultimately win this game. That is a great argument here. I got a point. I don't got right, let's hear. that point, but go ahead. So so listen, right? The thing is why this is such a I set you up, Pastor, bro. Come on, don't mess this up. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm not gonna say something too. Let I'll, him cook. Let look. him cook. Let him cook. Look, Buffalo, like for for Buffalo. <laughs> for Buffalo, obviously you have Josh Allen, who's like he's him on that offense, right? And when you when we're trying to think of star star players or you know game changers, you have like the only people that I can actually think of is Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, right? And sure, we, we have the it's the whole discussion about oh Brock Purdy actually leading them to a Super Bowl, and he's not that game changer, but he's surrounded by four. You know, he's surrounded by I think the O line as a whole being great. That's one. And then you have them. You have McCaffrey. And then Debo Samuel, I remember his run last year in the playoffs and dealing with the iffy quarterback throughout, you know. And then you have George Kittle, and I just, I don't know, I just think that the fact um, that there's more star players, it's not obviously having a star quarterback can lead you to the Super Bowl, which is why we have the Bills going all the way there. But I just, I don't know, I'm just, I just think that 49ers can get it done with their distribution and their talent and everything that they have, I think it can somehow work to them winning the Super Bowl. All right. So basically summarizing what Hamster said, they have more weapons on the offensive side of the ball, <laughs> which is a solid argument. You know, that's a great argument. More weapons, less of a quarterback. Which Don't is say that. We're city. arguing for the Niners here, man. <laughs> I Anyways. Know, I know. No, I, I understand, but it's like, no, you go, gotta go. be like, let him Josh him. Allen is him. We'll let him Josh cook. Allen is him. Hamster, bro, that's Randy <laughs> must stop we're... arguing with Hamster. Hamster, <laughs> <laughs> we're not for. supposed to be saying that. I kind of slandered Josh Allen for us to win, and now you're saying, <laughs> All right, basically, I'm gonna use Hamster's argument, the good part of Hamster's argument. Yeah, he brings please. up a really good point. 
Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. As good as Buffalo's defense has been, they haven't went up against an offense such as this. As much weapons with a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who can basically drop anyone up like open, right? Even with like your route running, I mean, you'll be open in Kyle wow. Shanahan's offense. Wow, not him. basically that's, that's being I'm, generous for for I mean, <laughs> basically what I'm trying to say with an offensive mind such as Kyle Shanahan, along with the weapons that they have, I think they they can match up relatively. They can they can either be in a shootout or they can be in a low scoring matchup with the Buffalo Bills. That is, do you think it's going to be a low scoring matchup though? Because I think if the, these two teams versus, it's going to be a shootout. And I, in a shootout case, I would trust Josh, well, Josh Allen more than Brock Purdy because I think the Bills' offense is still pretty close to the Niners. Not maybe as well rounded, but just close. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's a really valid point. I just I just think the Niners have been there. Whereas the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen just scares me, man. Like I, I'm not saying I'm not saying no, I'm not saying he's as bad, but his I get, I get, red zone interceptions have been a concern. Like, could you say, you know, it's no, that's, that's fair. That's why I don't have any argument against that point. That's a, it, that's exactly what, and that could be the difference in a game like this. Yeah, you know, yeah. a Niners team that's relatively clean with the football, and yeah. you know, that one turnover could end up like ultimately deciding yep. that entire game. But you know. That's a hypothetical matchup. That's, you know, this is what it's for. You know, we're just debating. Yeah. So this is who we have winning the Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and the Lace is our playoff bracket. We have the Buffalo Bills. We'll see how that turns out. We'll kind of come back to this after the Super Bowl. Yep. But, you know, that is that wraps up this segment. You know, the NFL player and uh, NFL playoff picture is locked in. That's our dope. playoff picture is locked in. The actual playoff picture is locked in. And what you know what they say, my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? DraftKings it's where is where it's at, you know, such as a game as the Seahawks and Niners with the line set at nine and a half. I think there can be some good value there. So, you know, use DraftKings Sportsbook to kind of make a, a bet right there. You know, who knows? But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code to use code TPPN. New customers can get can bet five dollars on the NFL and get $20 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. That is code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's start off our next segment. This is going to be a bit more fast paced. You know, we're going to go have our a mini award ceremony, right? I'm going to list some candidates and then we're going to vote for who you have winning each of these awards. So starting off, you know, I'll do MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, executive of the year and most improved player of the year so you know i'll start off with mvp or do you guys want to do mvp last save that for last i think all right last. We'll, save we'll save it for last start us we're going to start off from the bottom executive of the year so the three candidates i got howie roseman john snyder joe douglas uh, howie roseman philadelphia eagles general manager we know the job he's done bringing in aj brown kind of building a super team out in philly john snyder seahawks gm you know, drafted, probably arguably had the best draft class of the, of the year. Led them to the playoffs, kind of, you know, 
took a chance with Geno Smith that worked out well and, and fleeced the Denver Broncos. Joe Douglas and what with what he's built with the New York Jets, they are a real they're a QB they're a QB away. You know, that wasn't something we seen in this team before prior to the season. So those are the three candidates. With that being said, I mean, who has your vote for executive of the year? I'm surprised John Lynch, 49ers GM, is in the candidate with the midseason CMC trade and what he did with the defensive side of the ball. But my candidate, anyways, is Howie Roseman. Okay. Mad, how about you? Me too. All right. Too good. Hamster? Same here. All right. And then Bezzy? I got John Schneider. Come on, man. <laughs> That's fair. How, you know. Literally, how, how, man? I mean, it's pretty obvious how wow. Philadelphia Eagles went out, got, you know, they have Jordan, they, they draft Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean, who hasn't even played, which is crazy. And then you got A.J. Brown, you know, they fleece the Titans for one of the best wide receivers in the game. You got James Bradbury, you know, for a, you know, cheap deal. You signed, all, you got, who else did you get? Hassan Reddick. Sorry, Hamster. You yeah. got Robert oh, Quinn. Man. You got Robert Quinn. You got CJ Gardner Johnson for like, you know, nothing. Like Kyle Roseman is just on a completely different level. Seattle, you know, he had a great draft class, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, he fleeced the Broncos too. All right, you fleeced the Broncos, but you know, Howie Roseman Every, did that times 10. Everything gets fleeced a couple in a And the Eagles have a top 10 pick this year. Hey. Keeping that you're missing. That that's just so yeah. Howie Roseman is our executive of the year. That was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Now let's go to comeback player of the year. The three candidates I got are Saquon Barkley, Geno Smith, Christian McCaffrey. Saquon Barkley, not much needs to be said. You know, he looks like the number two overall pick. Geno Smith led the Seattle Seahawks team to the playoffs after being written off. He ain't right back, though. Christian yeah. McCaffrey, once he left the poverty franchise such as the Panthers, man exploded. <laughs> so with that being said, the three candidates, who do you have winning comeback player of the year? I mean, who's your vote? Bezzy, I got you. I'm going with Geno Smith here. Yeah, there we go. All right, Matt, how about you? Me too, Geno. All right. Boom. Hamster? You already know. I'm Give me McCaffrey. Yes, sir. That's CMC at heart. Bezzy, how about you? McCaffrey is that guy, man. You got Geno Smith? Uh, I'm yeah, going to say Quan Barkley. But, okay, let's hear your question. So, does it apply to Geno, though, or no? Like, is it – like, what's the, like what's the finding comeback player of the year? Like, what is he coming back yeah. from? You know, kind of, from yeah, it does. Basically, you know, not playing last year. You know, he hasn't played. He hasn't started for like six, six, six seasons or something like that. His last start. And even when he did, he was cheeks. Yeah, that, that's another thing. So, like, you know, kind of coming back. He's he he's a candidate, bro. Just don't doubt laces out, man. That's that's something you gotta. Yeah, hey, it's not what I was doing. You gotta realize. Regardless, though, I feel like Geno Smith is argument is pretty straightforward. I. I said Saquon because he led this Giants team to the playoffs. And that kind of says a lot coming off a torn ACL. Many thought he was kind of, you know, a bust of a pick, but that turned out to not be the case. Saquon Barkley arguably could, is, was in the running for offensive player of the year at one point of the season. Yeah. And for good reason, that was why I picked uh, Saquon Barkley. Hamster picked CMC because he still thinks he's a Panther. So no, because he makes Brock Purdy look good. Fair. Oh, he makes Mr. Irrelevant <laughs> look good. Is, is. That's fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like slandering the Panthers. But the, uh, regardless, though, Geno Smith, he is the Laces Out Comeback Player of the Year. Let's move on to the next award, Coach of the Year. I kind of have four candidates here, and hear me out. 
there, I feel like, you know, all four candidates have a fair shot. So I just wanted to leave the options out there. Number one, Nick Sirianni. Number two, Brian Dable. Number three, Kyle Shanahan. And number four, Doug Peterson. All right. So this is an interesting one because, you know, Nick Sirianni, I'll kind of list some accolades. 14 wins, their most in franchise history. Number one passing defense in the NFL. Number three total offense. That That's that's what I got. You know, Nick Sirianni, we already spoke about the, the job he's done. He's done a tremendous job. Kyle Shanahan, 13 wins, which is the mo- tied the most by the 49ers in the last 30 years. And then number one total defense in the NFL. And then, you know, currently on a 10-game winning streak with Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. Brian Dable led a bunch of nobodies to the playoffs, you know. And along with that, top five rushing offense in the NFL, Daniel Jones kind of resurrected his career, most passing yards in Daniel Jones' career. And then Doug Peterson, kind of, you know, kind of obvious, AFC South champions from back-to-back number one overall picks to kind of saving, you know, developing Trevor Lawrence and saving this Jaguars franchise. So those those are the four candidates. Who is your pick for Coach of the Year, Me. I'm glad you put that fourth guy because I'm going with Doug Peterson for Coach wow. of the Year. Yeah, I just put him as like you know. That, that's who I think should get it. I think he should. Fourth? Who was number three? Shanahan, right? Oh. No, no. I said I said Sirianni, Shanahan, Dable, Peterson. Who's yeah. your pick? Oh, okay. Who's your pick, man? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, get back to me, man. Jeez. I tell you, this oh. is so hard. Like I actually I'm wanted torn to. I, between, actually... I mean, I could tell you, I'm torn between Dable and Peterson. Oh, I, I'm going Dable. You know, that's my yeah. pick. Hamster. Give me Steve Wilkes. There's no way. <laughs> There's absolutely. Are you? Are you? Uh... Are you? Are you being for real? No, no. Give me Sirianni. Oh, boo! I thought you were being for real. <laughs> oh, he said it with a straight face too. Yeah, he said it exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> it was like Steve Wilkes him. Bro. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Bazzy, who do you have? I have Brian Dable. All right. So two for Brian Dable. One for Sirianni, one for Doug Peterson. Mad, who are you going with? Join the Dable train, bro. Come on. Wow. So I'm the tiebreaker? It's got to right. be Dable. No. I mean, it depends who you pick. Yeah, I'm the tiebreaker, though. I mean, if you pick Sirianni or Peterson, then it's going to be a 2-2 draw, and then we're going to have to, like, debate this. Because it's 2-2-1. Two, two, There's four oh. options. That's why. Who has two? Dable. Dable. Dable and Peterson, right? Dable, no, just Peterson Dable. and Sirianni. So if you pick Shanahan, you know, that kind of doesn't factor. But I don't think you're picking Shanahan. I'm not, yeah. Um, it's on you, bro. It's got to be Dable. Look who he's led to the playoffs. Danny Dimes. No, Danny give me Dimes, Doug yeah. Peterson, bro. Ew. All right. So now we got to convince Hamster. Yeah, me. <laughs> we got to convince <laughs> Hamster. Huh. He's You're the deciding factor. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So so the reason Who's why the reason why I think Dable is coach of the year, look at his team. He this team wasn't supposed to compete. They were, they were supposed to compete for the number one overall pick. He led the he led this team to you know the first playoff appearance since 2016. Resurrected the careers of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Their wide receiver one is Richie James. You have even heard of him, yeah. and yet they're still in the playoffs and and they were in arguably the best division in the NFC. That is my case for Brian Dable. You said the Giants were supposed to be competing for the number one pick. The Jags actually had the number one pick last year. Now they're hosting a home game. That's number one. Number two, they started this year off itself horribly. And then by great coaching, they were able to have an excellent run down the stretch, even 
as late in the season as they got blown out by the Lions. They just took that and ran with it. Uh, Urban Meyer situation. They from that going from that in year one to the fourth seed, a home playoff game. I think that that's exactly. got to be coach of the year, man. And mm-hmm. that's my all argument. right. So, kind of going against your points here. One of your points, you said the Urban Meyer era. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say it's worse, but it's you know what's what was as bad as that situation was the Joe Judge situation. That was not as it, bad. I'm not. I said it's not as bad. I said it's yeah. not as bad, but it was still a terrible situation it that was, he. It was, it was. You, you know how how long it took you guys to you know get out of the Matt Patricia situation. Yes, That's like basically it. the situation <laughs> the Giants found themselves in. Yet they found themselves in the playoffs after year one. Another, um, I'm trying to remember like your your points here. Another point was you said the Jaguars are hosting a playoff game, right? Yeah. If if they weren't in a weak division, you got to put that into consideration, right? They're, they were. If it weren't for the Titans absolutely selling down the stretch, we wouldn't be talking about this. They would be in the situation that the Lions are in, right? They would have, yeah, you know, ending off the season on a high, not hosting a home playoff game. But, you know, luckily for them, they were in a division where the Titans team basically died out. Yeah. And then you look at Brian Dable. He, you know, led this team to seven and two. This team was never under 500. And he won games like, you know, that you just didn't give this Giants team a shot at winning. And with all the and with all the injuries he's been dealing with, he had practice squad players in his secondary. He had, you know, he still has practice squad players at wide receiver. It just it was his the job that Brian Dable's done leading that team to the playoffs. And another thing that I want to bring up for Brian Dable, this offensive line was terrible last year. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball and nothing. As I said, they're a top five rushing offense in the NFL this year. So that's ultimately, you know, just for, for, for what he's done this year with the team that he has, I just think his thing is more impressive than what Doug Peterson did. That is fair. But my argument relies on the Jags being in a worse situation and going to playoffs. Like, okay. So I think no, it's yeah. very close. That's that's but, fair, yeah. but okay. Here's a question for you. Yeah, would you okay. say Dan Campbell or Doug Peterson? Because you know they're in really similar situations. What do you mean for coach of the year? Or just... For coach of the year, who would you pick if if Dan Campbell was a candidate here? Oh, if he was in playoffs, ooh, that's what I'm saying. So I like, might gotta... say Dan Campbell. I, I would say it's it's Campbell. like it's a similar situation, but yeah. the reason why you're picking Doug Peterson is because he was in a weak division, and you're kind of using the playoff argument. Nonetheless, though. Hamster. They're still over a 500 team. It's not like they're yeah, they're not an eight. Seven, ten, or the Bucks. They're they're nine and eight. They're no, which is respectable, but they they, they were like that's that's fair. But I'm just saying, you know, they actually they at least have talent in their roster, whereas the Giants, not so much. Okay, that you know, that's my argument. <laughs> you can't say they don't have any talent. Yeah, they no, can't get there with that disrespectful, dog. <laughs> that's being disrespectful. Besides Saquon. Who, but that's what makes who's above av- who's above point. average who's above average on that team. Their O line took a huge step up as a whole. Okay, okay. Talent. Their O line O line has took their O line was like one of the worst. But who has in the league to one of the who has who has more talent, the Jaguars or the Giants? I mean, if we're going based on, just look at their roster. I think it's close. I think it's close. I think it's close. I think it's close. Yeah. When you're making it. I think it's no, I close. just no. The Giants uh, the Giants are way worse. Bro. Anyways, answer. Who are you picking? Receivers are way worse, but everything else is pretty close. Who are you picking, Esther? I got Dable. There we go. <laughs> I don't know if I should take that as a victory, but you know, you. we move, we move. So Dable wins coach of the year. Yep. Good, good argument. I mean, you know, that was I tried, fair, I tried. Fair, fair points all around. Yeah. All right. Hey, good job. Good job by you. Coach. 
<laughs> this brings back what was it derrick henry versus uh oh my god oh, you remember that the, the, that the, the wheel thing the, the, yeah um let see was it Derek Henry for CMC? Yeah. And then and when Michael Vick ended up in the argument. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was <laughs> that, that was, that just, I don't know why that just reminded me of that. It's just so funny. Fun. But anyways, that's our coach of the year. Now it's time for defensive rookie of the year. This is going to be a bit interesting. I mean, I think it's going to be, I think it should be unanimous, but we'll find out. Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, Tariq Woolen. Those are the three candidates. They all stepped up, kind of led their defenses this year. We should have a unanimous, you know, vote, but no, we our, panel, our panel where. says otherwise. Our panel says otherwise. I mean, Bezzy says otherwise. Hamster, you're gonna say otherwise too. No way, well, bro. I'm go. I'm going with Sauce, man. Unfortunately, I wanted to go Hutch, but no, you can't. I, I got to do it, man. It's it's Sauce. He's just you know, sauce. before before we move on, before we move on to the vote, I'll explain why. Just yeah. I want I want to say something real quick. Sauce Gardner just allowed just 54 yards in man coverage throughout the entire season. Dang, that's insane. <laughs> and he's a rookie, by the way. He kind of made me, you know, you know, proved me wrong. I said, you know, I, I wasn't confident in a... I'm going to admit this. I'm going to admit this. I was wrong on Sus Gardner. He kind yeah. of proved me wrong, went out to be first-team All-Pro as a rookie cornerback in a yeah. position that rookies don't really play in their... Uh, cornerbacks uh, don't usually play in their rookie year. Yeah, yeah, he was the best corner, arguably, in the entire NFL. But I, that, I just want to say corner. that. I think he's I'm the best going cornerback in the NFL. If I'm ranking cornerback one, I'm taking Sauce. So I'm going Sauce. Yeah. Matt, who are you going? Sauce. Hamster. Sauce. <laughs> I love Hamster's picks, bro. Bazzy. I got Sauce. Wow. Uh, All, right. All unanimous. Ooh. Let's That's go. That saved us a ton of time. But I feel like this is pretty straightforward, guys. As yeah. I mean said, he's the best corner in the game right now, arguably. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's insane. I think in almost any other class, you could have gone Woolen or Hutch. They both had rookie, okay. defensive rookie DUC. Let's make it more interesting here. Hutch or Woolen? Huh? Give me Hutch, Hutch. dog. I'm taking yeah, Hutch. Hutch. It has to be Hutch. All day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hutch completely gotta... transformed that Lions defense when he was starting. Really good point. So I'm taking Hutch. Ezzy, do you still do you still pick Hutch or do you go Woolen? Like Honestly, how much, where does That's your hard. bias take place? That's hard. Oh, Woolen is probably kind of here. I say but i honestly kind of want to see like hutch edges and all just because of the impact he had oh man there we go so that kind of answers the question all right so that was pretty straightforward this is going to be a bit more interesting though offensive rookie of the year kenneth walker garrett wilson and third chris olave those are the candidates i came up with kenneth walker transformed you know the seattle run game (coughs) garrett wilson you know i think he was close or eclipsed a thousand receiving he eclipsed, yards he eclipsed, he eclipsed a thousand receiving yards with you know a trash Donkey. trash can at quarterback yeah. and then chris olave you know considering similar situation with no quarterback was you know one of the best receivers in the game so with that being said who is your pick for offensive rookie of the year i mean i was 50 50 on wilson and kenny walker but the only difference for me is playoff like i know it sounds stupid for like rookie of the year award but because Kenny Walker, especially down the stretch, how he had like back to back to back hundred yard games and basically got them there, I'm taking okay. Kenny Walker. All right, Mad, how about you? I'm going Brees Hall. Ooh, right and right there. All right, Hester. You know my reason. I got Garrett Wilson. All right, Bezzy. Yeah, Walker. All right, I'm going Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Whoa. I get it. So, Maher, you're the decider. 
Matt is the decider. I'm not switching. You guys are crazy. <laughs> so technically, just, so we got the Cole off the same time. Pick the running back. <laughs> I'd switch from Sirian. Okay, look, look. If that's, we that's remove, you, if we remove, if we remove Brees Hall, Brees Hall. If we remove Brees Hall, then I'm going Kenneth Walker. Okay. All right, so that kind of solves it. But here, let me let me explain why I picked Garrett Wilson. It was 50-50 as well. Yeah. But you know, Garrett Wilson. He no, sorry guys. But you know, he led all rookies in receptions, 67, and receiving yards. He eclipsed a thousand yards. Yeah. For the reason I said, trash can at QB for the situation he was in. I get, you know, the Kenneth Walker pick. However, what I'm gonna use against him, no. Kenneth Walker didn't play the full season. He but. didn't start. No, it's not injuries. It's when he didn't start at the beginning of the season. Because Garrett Wilson did it on a more consistent basis, whereas Kenneth Walker had a smaller sample size. thing is, Kenny Walker had 1,000 yards and nine TDs in five less games. So No, don't give me that. No, it's, 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 that's, that's, the, that's the thing. But whose offense is better? You know, who's – it's like if you look at – Whose offense is more impacted? Who's okay? Take yeah, out Seahawks center themselves more around Kenny Walker than the Jets do. No, 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 no. The Seahawks were winning without Kenneth Walker in their beginning of the season. No, we weren't. I mean, because yes. they had a good run game. Penny they, had Rashad, they had Rashad Penny, and he, Penny was, still was, putting up, he was still putting up good they, production. Yeah. But they started off the season like two and three. Then they became six and three when Walker came in. No, He's yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Kenneth Walker's bad. <laughs> this is the yeah, average. But like, no, what I'm trying to say here is. Kenneth Walker for the job he's done. He's done a tremendous job. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like Garrett Wilson for the situation he was in. It's more impressive, like performance wise. That is a fair point. That's that's why no, I'm saying yeah. I, that's why yeah. I picked Garrett Wilson. No, I got you. But Kenneth Walker is our offense. Laces offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Let's move on to a bit of you know a bit of a, a more exciting awards. Actually, no. Before we get into the exciting awards, I just have one real quick. I feel like most improved is that that's like a that's like a laces out special right there. Most improved player. I think we all would have the same one. Trevor Lawrence. Does that? We got Trevor Lawrence. We got Daniel Jones, and we got. Um, sorry, uh, the third guy slipping out of my mind right now. I thought Trevor they were Lawrence. gonna have Geno for most improved. Tre- that's yeah. who it was. Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith can have comeback player of the year, but I think he was consistently good. He didn't really like improve throughout the season itself. But it's not. No, most improved is for who improved from last year. Yeah, improved from previous years. I mean, Geno was like non existent. That would have to be Geno then, right? Yeah, it would still be Geno. I would say Trevor Lawrence. XFL to break in the Seahawks cast. Bro, Geno didn't even play. He broke so many records. For most improved, I'd here. I got I got I got some stats for you guys. Year one to year two. This is most improved. You know, we're trying to see the most improvement, right? Year one for Trevor Lawrence, 59.6 completion percentage, 3,600 passing yards, 12 passing touchdowns, 17 interceptions. 2022, 66.3 completion percentage, 4,000 passing yards, 25 passing touchdowns, eight interceptions. But but you know yes. did you know Gino was like non-existent. You can say I, I'm, I'm saying no, it's a fair point either way, but I just think that's I, that's ultimately why I went with Trevor Lawrence. I just think his jump and you know, kind of leading a Jacksonville Jaguars team that was the number one overall pick to lead them to the playoffs is that a was, huge. That doesn't make sense. Seattle was projected to like Seattle was projected like two wins. Yeah, Jacksonville yeah. wasn't projected much better. But still, you can't use the argument for the Jags. Yeah, Seattle was just as bad. No, no, I'm not. I'm saying Trevor Lawrence 
like, you know, showed a ton of improvement. Geno Smith did as well, but I'm just saying why I picked Trevor Lawrence. That's my that's my opinion. But Geno Smith, back-to-back awards with Comeback Player of the Year and Most Improved. Oh, that's crazy what he did. My boy right there. Respect, yeah, respect him. All right, let's move, let's move along. Defensive Player of the Year. Nick Bosa, Michael Parsons, Miles Garrett. Pretty straightforward here. All of them had all pro seasons. Who do you have as your pick? I mean, my preseason pick, baby, Nick Bosa. Shout out to that, by the way. That's that's an impressive yeah, pick. Yeah. Matt, how about you? Give me hamster. <laughs> you know, I, I'm taking Bosa, of course. Nick yeah, is yeah. Bosa. All right, <laughs> hamster. How about you? I'm Bosa. Bazzi. Bosa. Yeah. yeah, I'm going Bosa as well. So that's unanimous. I feel like, you know, the man had an insane season. We're going Bosa. Offensive player of the year. This is this one should be straightforward as well. I think it's pretty straightforward. Justin pretty Jefferson, clear, if you ask me. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts. Those are the three candidates. Oh, Hurts. Hurts. Ah, man. So with I, I wanted to make it a bit interesting with Hurts. Does that change who you're picking? I'm still going Jefferson, man. I all right, Mad. Me too. He Jefferson has to be hamster. Yeah, J Jets. It's so casual with him. It's so funny. Vazzy. Hey, bro. That's actually hard with Hurts, to be honest, man. Damn. See, I'm telling you, I'm surprised. It's like that's all Jefferson. Twist. Damn. Oh, because I'm like, going Jefferson. By the way, if that changes anything that you want to say, I'm leading Jefferson, but he did have a few dry games, like just here and there. Hurts. I don't know. But I'd still go Jefferson overall. All right. That is so, hard, yeah. Justin Jefferson is the unanimous pick here. And now for MVP. I have four candidates because I feel like all four of these, you know, players are deserving. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts. Right? Yeah. So Patrick Mahomes, you know, the man's mm-hmm. on a completely different level this season. I feel like all these four quarterbacks are on completely different levels this season. You got Joe Burrow, you got who's like one of the hottest QBs in the NFL right now. Josh Allen, who's just doing Josh Allen things. And then Jalen Hurts, who led this Eagles team to a 14-win season. With all that being said, I mean, who is your pick for MVP? I'm taking Mahomes, man. 5,000 yards, 40 TDs. Mahomes. All right. Hamster, who's your pick? Come back to me. <laughs> How about you, man? Let's hear your pick. Wait, skip me for now. All right. Betsy. Mahomes. Mahomes. All right. I'm yeah. going to go Mahomes as well. I, I think, you know, as you said, you know, my reasoning, Mahomes, number one in passing yards, number one in touchdowns, you know, number one in QBR, number two in passer rating, who he's he's behind by like 0.3 behind Tua, who, mind you, didn't play all 17 games. He's, <laughs> he's, third, <laughs> he's third in passing attempts. Yeah, he still led the league in yards and touchdowns. Insane. And then, you know, 45 total touchdowns. It's like he just had an insane season. If it was like, I think people who don't pick Mahomes just kind of get bored because yeah, he does this each and every year. But you just got to give credit to Credit That's why I picked Mahomes. With no Tyreek, I think that's a big part of it. With no Tyreek as well. So, Hamster. Yeah, I'm Mahomes. There we go. Mad? Yeah, give me Mahomes. Has to be. All right, unanimous. You know, I think my argument like played wonders there. Help, help, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Mahomes is arguably the favorite to an MVP, and you can make bets on who you think will win MVP on DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Just saying. But with that being said, you know, let's quickly recap 
our picks. So executive of the year, we got Javi Roseman. Most improved player, we got Geno Smith. Comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. Coach of the year, Brian Dable. Defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. Offensive rookie of the year, Kenneth Walker. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. Offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. And quarter and MVP quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. With all that being said, that wraps up this chaotic and interesting episode, to say the least. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys did, make sure they leave a five-star review on wherever you listen to your podcast. Either We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so much more. Stay tuned for our next episode where I will be recapping the wild card weekend and everything that goes along with it, along with every other NFL news. Speaking of NFL news, in order to keep up with up to the date and you know up to date reactions on all the major news in the NFL around the league, follow us at Twitter at Laces Out NFL Pod and follow us on Instagram as well at Laces Out NFL. That is it from my end. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay safe, stay well, and as always, I mean, as always, deuces out of here. Let's go. Go. Cool.